Hi guys, my name is Ansley Hester and welcome to my podcast, Counterclockwise. I am thrilled that you've decided to join me today and I cannot wait to see what God has in store for this podcast. This podcast is all about encouraging young people to be countercultural, to be different, to go away from the crowd and to be a light for our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Counterclockwise. Hey guys, and welcome back to Counterclockwise. My name is Ansley Hester, and today we're on chapter three of the Find Your People book. I'm super excited to talk and dive back into this episode um, of the podcast. Today on chapter three, the title is called A Vision for Something More. And so we're going to be kind of diving into the different things that I've highlighted throughout this book. Um, if you guys are new to this series, new to this podcast, um, this is, we're we're looking at through the next, I think it's 10 or 12 weeks, we're going to be looking at the different chapters of the Jenny Allen Find Your People book. It's a book I've read and annotated, and so we're kind of going through in each episode and just reading different things that I've highlighted, and I'm kind of sharing my personal story and personal thoughts behind the different things, but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, um, and so let's get started. So this is kind of like a vision for something more. Last week, we talked about the connections that we craved, and and weeks before that, we were talking about how we weren't built to be lonely. So today we're talking about this idea and vision for wanting something more. Um, so she kind of talks about Jenny Allen recently moved states. I, I don't I don't remember where she lived first, but she moved to Texas. She picked up, uprooted her whole family and they moved to Texas. And she kind of talks about how when they got to this place, they felt empty and alone and lonely and, and they felt lost. And so they didn't know if their souls and that they could settle down again because they were so set and wherever they lived before. Um, but then she talks about let me read you this. She said, in the middle of my desperation, God had dropped into my life a college kid aged babysitter who would go and love my kids, fold dozens of loads of laundry for me, work if gatherings become a part of our family, and to this day is one of my safest co-workers and friends in the city. Caroline Parker taught me, in short, order that order that my little village here was going to become one of my needless and desperations, not spite of it and build in unexpected ways with unexpected people. She talks about how um, this girl in the middle of her desperation and her loneliness and this moment where she felt lost in this new state, God provided this babysitter for her to speak truth over her and become a part of their family today. And I thought that was so cool. Like when we are uprooting, we are having to change our lifestyles. And I think, I think ahead as I'm about to go to college, when I feel that moment of just, not with my people anymore. I feel like God will open doors and he will lead us with unexpected people in unexpected ways, just like he did for Jenny. Um, here's another quote. We learn how to read and write and the names of the planet, stretch ourselves to get a job and even have sex. But no one will ever really sat down and taught us how to make a friend or how to be a friend. We learn all of these things. We learn how to do all these things and be all these things, but we are never taught how to be a friend. Um, we're never taught how to make a friend. And I think that's so true is we're all kind of navigating this on our own. We're all kind of trying to figure it out by ourselves. So just letting, cutting everybody a little slack and just realizing that it's okay if we don't have it all figured out or all together, but we're just all trying to live 
every day, every moment for the Lord and for him and his people and his, you know, his ways. And I think it's such a, such a cool thing that people never really talked about before is this idea of just loving others with open arms and learning how to do that from a young age. We wait for those perfect few friends to come along and then we look for them to play many roles in our life. We look for them to be everything to us. But what if the power of a little team of friends is that one, each one brings different things to your life. I have fun friends who always make a plan and always make me laugh. I have wise friends who give me advice and call me out. I have encouraging friends who cheer me on and tell me what I'm doing well. Well, I have challenging friends who disrupt my thinking and push back against assumptions. I have made or pushed me to take greater risk. If I expected one or two people to fill all those roles, no one would ever hit the mark. Also true, if I didn't appreciate the unique roles my friends play in my life, I might be mad with my challenger friend who doesn't encourage me more, my wise friend who isn't fun all the time. If I start to see that God has put different people in my life to bless me in different ways, I can both I can both embrace who they are and rest in what I need in those relationships. I think this is such a cool little paragraph because I feel like we talked about with the connections we crave not putting, making a human God, not giving the human the responsibility to fulfill us like God is supposed to fulfill us. And so I think that with this, it's just showing in another way that God puts different people in our lives for different reasons and for different purposes. And there was a Bible study I did a couple of years ago um, at, at my school, and they gave us a list of like eight different types of friends. Like you have your lifelong friends, you have your best friends, your close friends, your sports and activities friends, your um, acquaintances, your sit next to in class friends, and then your just people you know on Instagram friends. And I think those level of friendships, you can see where they, you know, drop in your like little bubble in your little corner is like seeing that I have lifelong friends who've been with me on day one. And then I have best my two or three best friends that are there um, for me when I cry my balls out, cry my eyes out um, because of whatever. Um, and then I have those, you know, like the sports and teammates friends, those people that are to encourage me and to have fun with me. You know, you have these different friends. And I think if you try to put all of these areas and all of these jobs into one or two people, it's overwhelming for those people. And you start to feel excluded or bad and so I just feel like it's this whole thing of like you know just trying to figure out that God has put different people in your life and not giving those jobs to one or two people um and that is okay we don't need each other to survive anymore we don't even need to borrow an egg so Jenny Allen then kind of talks about how this idea back um, a couple of like century, like a decade ago, I bet a decade ago, probably around the time I was born, people would used to have to uh, people used to go over to a neighbor's house to get sugar if they forgot sugar. People would go and ask to arrive to church um, or arrive to the airport or if somebody passed away, they would hand them a casserole or things like that. People would have to help people. Right. But in today's world, we don't need help from anyone. We have Uber to take us to the airport. We have flowers instead of we have meals instead of flowers to send to people when they die. We have different things. We have social media to, to call people. We don't have to borrow whatever. 
So I think that in today's generation, we don't need people. There is a way, y'all, to sit in your house by yourself and not ever see a person. There's a way to work online. Um, there's a way to get your food delivered to you and then shut the door, like, then leave before you even open the door. There's a way to get your to clean your house. There's a way to do everything without seeing a person anymore. And so I feel like this idea of we don't need each other to survive anymore, but we could use everybody to survive. We could ask people to drop us off here. We could do these things. That is something that we need to be more in tune with. And I think what I've tried to do is I don't have to run errands yet or really, you know, go grocery shopping or whatever. But when I do need to run an errand to Target or, or go get something or something, I try to take my friends with me. And I think I've done this a lot this summer. It's just like, if I'm going somewhere by myself, just take someone with me. Take my brother away with me, take my sister with me, take whoever with me. Take someone with me while I'm doing those everyday Monday things. When you work out, I work out with my mom because it gives me that intimate connection with my mom. When I'm driving here and there, if I have to be, if I'm driving to work or not, I'm on the phone with my grandma. Like things like that of just making every day with people. Yes, to some people this can seem so overwhelming, but it also honestly is life-giving when you're able to be refreshed and renewed with these relationships. It's so life-giving. The more resources a person gets, the more walls he or she puts up and the more lonely they become. When people don't have anything, then there's somebody homeless on the streets. They rely on things like shelters or people for everyday mundane things. But the more we get things, the more we have things, the more we don't need people. I think about in my own life, when I am really struggling in math, I have to call on a tutor or I have to call on a friend to help me. And so they're helping me. But why when I start to get confident and secure in math, I don't need that help anymore. So I don't need that relationship anymore. And I think that's kind of this cool, weird thing of like needing to, you know, when you're at your lowest, you need people. When you're at your lowest, you need people to pray for you. When someone is sick, you're praying for a person. The right, so the, this is so true. What Jenny says is the more resources a person gets, the more walls he or she puts up and the more lonely they become. It's a little bit more expensive, I think, to get your groceries dropped off to your house than going to the store yourself and getting them. And so it's a little, I guess, probably pays a little less to, you know, work online from your house and not have to see anyone. Like to be... It's like isolated in your house with no human interaction is going to cost you more. So someone who has more resources is going to be able to do that more than somebody who doesn't. And so I think that that's just kind of a weird thing of like, you need to like, when you do have these resources and this time and things like to just be able to prioritize what God has given you and the relationships God has given you. Not just singing in some heavenly church choir, but living, working, relating, eating, loving, worshiping, enjoying God's forever with a diverse group of people. We recognize who recognizes us forever. Doing every day with people. Doing every single day with people. My closest friends are the people I do every day with. It is not good for man to live alone. It says it again in this chapter. It's not good for man to live alone. So these are a few things that um, we have that God created at the beginning of Adam and Eve that he gave us that we are slowly starting to see fade away. One, proximity. 
two, transparency, three, accountability, four, shared purpose, and five, consistency. These are kind of what we're going to be diving into over the next couple of weeks. Is how are those steps? Like, how do we get to these deep finding your people moment relationships? God establishes a perfect community that we can work to reclaim here and now. He we have to work for this idea of perfect community. We have to put in the hours. We have to sacrifice things to have these deep relationships. But the reward coming from them is so much better than any of the sacrifices. Now, this is kind of a little bit of a twist, but it says we all hurt others. We all sin. We all push people away. We are all guilty. Nothing in my relationship life has helped me more than coming to terms with these simple truths. You will disappoint me. I will disappoint you. God will never disappoint us. I think kind of like we talked about in the last episode, I think people so often put, give humans these roles and jobs that God is only meant to do and fulfill. And so once we get over that and realize that relationships aren't supposed to be perfect, relationships aren't supposed to be clean and neat and bubbles and rainbows and hallmarks and Disney's, right? relationships are supposed to put in the work and put in the sacrifice. But once we come to the terms with this person, once I start giving them pieces of my heart, they're going to hurt me. They're going to make mistakes. I'm going to feel lonely. I'm going to feel excluded, but only God can fulfill me from these things. That is when we start to get in this better headspace and this better opportunity and this better way of life that we'll never, we wouldn't get to experience other than that. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of just kind of diving into this idea of, you know, this vision for something more than this earth and this vision for something bigger and opening our doors and letting our guards down and asking for help and do living life with people every day. I think that's something so special that we are lacking in today's generation, but are, that can fix it. There is hope. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode today. I hope you got little nugget, nuggets of truth here and there. I hope you guys join me next week for another episode. I'm super excited to see you guys then. Thank you guys. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Counterclockwise. As always, I love you guys so much. I hope you got something out of this and I hope God is working and moving in your life. I think that is it. Love you guys so much. Have a great rest or start of your week. Okay, bye-bye.